From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Today I'm going to talk with a physician who works with a nonprofit in Syracuse called In My Father's Kitchen. Dr. David Lehman is a distinguished service professor of medicine at Upstate. He practices internal medicine and he's also a clinical pharmacologist. Thank you for being here, Dr. Lehman. You're welcome. I wanted to start by asking you, why did you want to become a doctor? Um, I was a pharmacist before I was a physician, oh. and um, I decided that I'd like more autonomy and uh, to prescribe the drugs myself, um, and it also brings brought me closer to people. Okay. So uh, what age were you when you went to medical school? 26. 26. Yeah. So a little older than the average. Yeah. Yeah. A few years older. Okay. Well, uh, how did you get involved in In My Father's Kitchen? And tell us a little about In My Father's Kitchen. Well, In My Father's Kitchen is a uh, nonprofit uh, started by John Tomino, who is used to um, own Osties in Syracuse and has been working uh, providing uh, uh, food for homeless people on the streets. Uh, John and I got linked up serendipitously. Really, uh, what... what, uh, um, my my role is is to start a new program that we've started already called House Calls for the Homeless. That's the uh, core focus of what I'm about. Um, when I started here uh, 25 years ago, um, my focus was on um, teaching residents, medical students, uh, principles of drug therapy, Practicing uh, in, in outpatient and inpatient medicine uh, with internal medicine for for within the Department of Medicine at Upstate, um, I um, was the director of the clinic for for a while. Um, I was department uh, the division chief of internal medicine for ten years and vice chair of the department. Um, and so, I, and uh, as of 2013, I. Um, uh, decided to not do outpatient medicine and do only inpatient medicine for five years as a hospital medicine doctor here at Upstate. Um, during that whole period of time, uh, and actually uh, prior to coming here, I've been in, heavily involved in international medicine where um, I've been, I went to Nepal, India, Kenya, uh, I um, uh, was so those are like uh, medical missions. Me- medical medical missions in the sense that um, I would go to uh, uh, say the hospital in in Nepal and Kathmandu that services uh, the indigent population there, and I developed the pharmacology curriculum for their medical school there. Um, that was a new medical school that was started. Uh, I did that for eight years, monthly. Um, uh, India, I helped develop the clinical pharmacology tract at a medical school in Mumbai. I worked for a year in Kenya. I went. I worked for a year in Kenya as a pharmacist in a Bush a Bush hospital uh, before I went to medical school. And um, uh, we Upstate has a uh, has a clinic in Ecuador uh, following the following the um, uh, earthquake that was there several years ago. I've been there uh, twice. Um, I, after Hurricane Matthew in Haiti in 2016. I'm sorry. I think it was 20. Yeah, 2016, um, went there for, for medical relief following the hurricane and cared for people there with International Medical Relief Organization, which is a uh, nonprofit organization that's international. Um, and then last year, uh, after Hurricane Maria, I went down for another week of, uh, of uh, work uh, following that hurricane in Puerto Rico. 
So it seems October. like you're you're sort of pulled to serving the underserved. Right. So so this is why I mention this. I'm only mentioning the experience simply because um, the uh, my experience with the with international medicine and working with with health groups combine that and link that back to my experience in the hospital. In the hospital over the past five years, um, you know, I've seen lots of uh, instances of uh, recurring admissions, um, uh, bad infections that went untreated, uh, and, and kind of a revolving door in the emergency department for people coming in and out um, who don't have doctors. And there's, it's, 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 not an, it's not the majority, but it's a very significant minority of patients uh, are homeless that have that problem. Um, so they'll, they'll uh, wait for the thing to fester, come in, and then they'll get admitted to the hospital, and I, then they got to be cared for with heart infections and blood infections for six weeks in the hospital. In addition to that, people don't have their, they don't have doctors because they can't get to their doctor's appointment because they're homeless and they don't have any transportation. So they get dropped from the clinic. Um, they won't, they won't be, have anyone prescribing their medications for their blood pressure, their heart problem, or whatever, and they'll end up back in the hospital. I saw last week a woman on, on the streets um, that came in with heart failure because she didn't, couldn't have a doctor prescribing her blood pressure medicine, so she's in the hospital for five days. Um, and that can all be abrogated for that. So um, taking those two things together, um, I thought uh, I would... So, so the homeless population really is a... Um, uh, similar to many of the outreaches that I've done internationally in that it's an underserved indigent population that has no health care or spotty health care anyway. Um, and so um, I thought a forward, a forward point of care uh, treatment therapy doctor at the, their point of, of where they're at um, is, would be uh, a good idea in order to um, stop um, prevent, treat them, treat them with dignity, give them a caring, a caring hand, et cetera, to help them get them off the streets, at the same time treating their medical conditions. Um, so it makes, it sounds like it makes yeah, a right. lot of sense. And, but and it's, it's not just a local Syracuse thing. There's, I just got back from Pittsburgh and also Portland, Maine, where they have similar programs ongoing. Huh. And it's, it's an international kind of thing. They have conferences in Amsterdam last year, and they have one every year, different international. It's an international type of effort called Street Medicine Initiative. It's Street Medicine. That's kind of the generic name for it. Mm. Our flavor of this in central New York and Syracuse is called House Calls for the Homeless. That's what we, we developed. Uh, so how, at, do, how does this work? You right, go out right. with... So this is the point. I, I give you all this backstory simply because um, I decided to do this uh, and uh, leave my uh, hospital-based practice at the, in the end of May. And so June, July, this, this past seven weeks, you know, I, I would go into this cold. So, you know, I needed to be linked up into an existing uh, services that these people are receiving. So began having meetings at the rescue mission, and they have a lot of integrated efforts uh, really focused on trying to get these people housed, which is a critically important issue, um, as well as their social addiction needs, psychological, psychiatric needs, because there's a high, high incidence, obviously, of addiction and psychiatric problems. But they didn't have a medical component. So I began meeting... Uh, on a weekly basis with the uh, with this group of individuals that are comprised of the United Way and Rescue Mission, Salvation Army, Catholic Charities, some of the, some of the addiction treatment centers, the free clinics of which uh, one of them, I, I've been working the past 20 years at Polvarello, which is a free clinic run by the Franciscan Sisters uh, near Assumption Church on uh, 
is that State, not Salina, I think, and uh, no, State Street. Um, in addition to that, Rama Clinic, which is a free clinic that's sponsored by the, the um, Islamic uh, Association of Central New York on South Salina. Um, these clinics are open for indigent patients. They don't see any homeless because the homeless can't necessarily go to the clinics, these clinics either. Um, and so part of this program is to uh, infuse the Rama Clinic, which I'll be taking over as medical director in September, to infuse their population with homeless individuals and other individuals on the street to have care that's also given there. Um, so in any event, backtracking a little bit. So I met John Tamino through this group of, of um, this larger group of mm -hmm. agencies, services, et cetera. And um, I began riding along with him. So as he gives out sandwiches, I take care of their medical stuff that they need. It's a van. Um, he's got supplies in it. We supply it to a point. Um, and uh, so when you, when you say supplies, like what sorts well, of he medical gives, he things? Gives, he, well, right. So f he gives shoes, socks, clothing, food, and then I have. So the way it currently is. So I'll give you. All I can give you is a few examples. So currently, um, we've I've seen uh, a couple of patients. So one patient came in with an infection of the arm, uh, and uh, after intravenous drug usage. Um, and I was able to, s to see the infection and uh, start antibiotic treatment immediately for that. Um, and that was, so at the, that point, I prescribed the medicine and we went and bought the medicine for the patient, gave the patient the medicine for this. It wasn't, wasn't very much money, but still, you know, mm -hmm. we didn't have it up front. Two days later, I saw him back again and the infection had coalesced in, into uh, to uh, an abscess on the arm itself. So I was able to drain the abscess in the van under sterile conditions. So we had saline, betadine, gauze, uh, you know, um, uh, and uh, 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 knife, et cetera, to drain the abscess. And two days after that, I saw the patient again. Uh, that site was clean at a drain, but as, as they are wont to do, these, these uh, the abscess tracked up into the antecubital fossa, which is the bend in your arm, and it got a little bigger than what, uh, what I could handle on the van, so then I just drove him to the ER. So he then was taken care of and got better. So that would have festered and gotten in blood infection, heart infection, six weeks, and the patient would have been debilitated and had a very bad outcome, uh, I think, if that wasn't the case. Another guy that, you know, a lot of these folks um, um, just need medication, so I'll just serve as their doctor. I saw a guy with a blood pressure 220 over 120, which is quite high, um, significant history of high blood pressure, was stabilized on medicines, and then he became homeless three years ago. So we got him back on his medications. People with the lung diseases, inhalers, I'll prescribe for that. So those little bit of experiences um, now knows knows what I I know what I need now for this so I'll need a f upfront medical bag that'll take on-site prescriptions this is on-site medications and supplies to the to that individual from my med bag this is this is just bread and butter type medicine antibiotics inhalers uh, other types of uh, you know blood pressure medications that I might be able to provide on site at the time um, this is very similar to what the international inter and the IMR, we go out to the to the community, say in Haiti or, or uh, Puerto Rico, they don't have anything there, so we bring meds with us. So that, that sure. kind of front-loaded thing. In addition to that, the back part of it, in terms of free medications um, for patients, um, 
the uh, upstate has now has an, a community pharmacy in the hospital. So they now have, um, you know, like a Walgreens, but it's an upstate, mm -hmm. it's an upstate outpatient pharmacy in the hospital that just was opened uh, with a significant effort to uh, provide medications for home as patients are discharged to cut down on their length of stay in the hospital and to give them medicines that they'll need for their uh, for home um, to get them jump-started for that. But we'll use that type of service to provide medications for these folks uh, free of charge um, and the initial funding has been provided by uh, Bankers Healthcare Group. Um, seed money for that, that, those services. The patients have Medicaid. A lot of these folks have Medicaid. We've had people come out and sign them up for Medicaid on site with a laptop, get them in, you know, into the system. Then I can prescribe the medicines through that process. They can still get the medicines there. We will commit to get them, then getting them their medicines if they can't get to upstate. John and the team, uh, the other folks, members of the team will commit to giving the medications, getting the medications from, from upstate. So the emergent, urgent need was just the medication and supplies need that we've been able now to, to have that. Um, and and do, you, do you go out every day or right, every so week? So right or? now I'm going out uh, twice a week with John and then sometimes twice a month to weekly with the rescue mission folks. John services the Syracuse um, area, this, the, the city, and then the larger Onondaga County is serviced by uh, the rescue mission folks. I saw a guy under the bridge uh, few weeks ago who rolled down this the embankment and was in was he cracked his head on the on the pavement on i-80 i-481 and uh got sutures and was all messy and i pulled the sutures out and took care of him there so um um uh so that's with with rescue mission but going forward uh what i didn't want to do as far as expanding the program is to identify what the need is and i know that the number of patients we're seeing is lowballed um, and we did a small um, um, survey uh, last year at, at Upstate, the emergency department seeing 60, 60 patients per month that are homeless in the emergency department. Those are identified by putting X's in the boxes instead of their address and instead of zip code. I know it's lowball. The people will not, they'll either not have the X's in it or something else will get messed up or they won't identify as homeless because of the stigmatization with that. So. What I'm working with the emergency department and with the case management and social workers in the emergency department, as well as hopefully we can expand to the inpatient services at Upstate, will identify and discharge these folks and get them enrolled and have me as their primary care provider if they don't have one that allow me to have access to their records as well as enroll them in Rama Free Clinic for backup, for labs, et cetera, that I may need. And then we'll have, have uh, kind of forward, you know, have, have a jump on that need in the streets so that I can then find out where they're hanging out at, then we can get the services to them. And so it'll be more of a standardized thing because right now it's, it's John knowing these people on the street and the ones that he knows about, the ones that Rescue Mission knows about, goes, goes and sees. But we, we need to expand our services. So it'll be more than just a couple of days a week as, well, as we develop. Really nice to hear about this that you're doing. I appreciate you uh, coming in to share this with me. My guest has been Dr. David Lehman from Upstate Medical University. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.